Hallo, hi, shalom, hey. Uh, I wanted to recording me repeating my story. Uh, I I moved to this home in uh, February, March. Uh, to uh, 2020 and uh, it was just in that time when COVID-19 started all over the world. Uh, we got a message about it in March 2020 and uh, I'm, I had moved to this home because 2018 in August a car drive over me but I was not killed as I sit here and but uh, I broke my knee on the right side and uh, my my shoulder in three pieces uh, did I broke also and um, but I was uh, alive but uh, uh, I know I know that I fall out from from a bus a high tourist bus and and there was many uh, Arabic uh, young boys on the bus and they uh, pushed me out. I tried to hold hold me uh, when I walk out from the bus, but they pushed me, so I suddenly I fly out from the bus, and there was a car that didn't stop for the bus, so he that car drive over me, and. Uh, and I still uh, am alive, but my brain, it's, uh, I don't have a real good balance, wa walking uh, balance, but uh, inside my home, uh, am I like, like before the accident, I can walk in, inside the, like a control environment where there I can walk and sometimes I walk out and go to our house where we ha have the trash to go out with the trash and it's a it's a it's not a long walk but, but I can't walk there if my brain is not okay but uh, if just after I have been sleeping I can walk normal out and not uh, fear to fall down on the ground so it's I'm working with it and no one helped me and I try to do a normal life and um, so I got 
a new apartment because my landlord knew me. So they saw, they saw that I couldn't walk in, in the stairs in that my old home. So they gave me, they knew me that I was a good, a good uh, person that they want to have me staying in in their area and uh, they uh, make me get a new apartment where there is no stairs i go up from the ground immediately into my home uh, but i have um, like a, a bridge a little bridge for my uh, my scooter my walking scooter. I need to have that. And um, uh, I come here first to... Uh, I had already made a decision and write under the lease, but I have not moved in yet. And I I come to this home because I wanted to see how it really looked like because it was stressful because I wanted so badly have this home because I couldn't walk in the stairs in my old home and uh, so so I have not really looked at it so I come here with my scooter and uh, walk in and it was total empty. And uh, when I stood and looked inside the home, I heard a voice. And the voice say, a voice in the air. I heard a voice and the voice was saying to me that this will be a gathering place. And... Uh, I was thinking in that time, because I didn't know about COVID-19, I was thinking that uh, uh, that will be nice because it's a big uh, living room and uh, and I'm going to have people here and we're, we're going to talk about the Bible and God and, and all those people that live here will come into my home and then uh, suddenly the COVID-19 came and that make me take away that uh, thinking that people should come here and I should sit and uh, talk to them about the Bible and uh, I knew it was Muslims here but I, I don't care because I am not into religion. I'm in, into heaven and God. So I should talk to them about God and uh, what I have experienced and what I have heard from God. And then COVID-19 came just when we... I got help to move in my furniture to my home and it be um, 
a mess in my home because it was scaring in the in the beginning you know you have been in this situation it's very, it was very scary in the beginning because it it was life threatening to get covid-19 in that time and so i don't didn't go out with uh, with uh, my belongings that so i had uh, full of boxes in my home uh, and it was uh, a mess and still are a mess because it's hard for me to bring out the uh, boxes uh, and sit and look in the boxes take time uh, to see what i should keep or what i should put in the trash i did that when i moved but now i i have changed my mind that it's not so important many things for me today so i threw it away um, so that was the beginning and then in uh, october about uh, september october uh, they i heard in the air that I should do a podcast. And I didn't know what a podcast was. So I have to look at it. Google. Uh, look at it on the internet what it is about. And uh, it was to have guests. And sit there talking with each other. And I was thinking I can't do that because the, the COVID-19 is going on. So I don't want anyone to step in in my home. It was scary in the beginning. And um, so I wondering why, how can they say that in heaven that I should start a podcast when I can't have any any people here. I, I, I was wondering and the first episodes I started to pl uh, play recording music and then I was talking about a daily topic, a daily subject and uh, it was about three, four chapter uh, I did uh, in that way when suddenly one day when I sit and recording there come a spirit and started to talk to me and talk to you that have followed me you maybe have followed me from the start uh, but uh, as I see it today that it's not many people that follow me and not many people that listen at my podcast and especially now in in Europe and United States that is is summer now so people doesn't doesn't listen at my podcast and it's very hard because that uh, make me uh, uh, not want to do the uh, 
the podcast uh, to let it be as it is only few people but uh, but the spirit are coming and doing things and telling me to do a, a recording an episode because they want to talk to you uh, and uh, talk to me to bring up some things they have uh, in their heart, in their mind, and and they uh, and they have done that. So it's um, I think it's uh, five hundred eighty episodes now. <laughs> it's have been very much because they are eagle. They want to talk from heaven, and they. They have placed themselves inside my home and they are not in the air, they are here in my home. But I have told them that this is my home, my space. They are only guests here, so I am the one that decide when I want them to talk. Uh, and uh, it's more like I don't want them to talk sometimes. Uh, you have heard it. Uh, it was um, interrupt uh, for some days. I think it was almost a month. I didn't want them to talk to me because my brain couldn't take it. So they didn't say anything and uh, and now they they are talking again and uh, you see here most every day now uh, and there is not many people that listen i have followers but it seems like they don't listen it's only they have Put, uh, set up themselves to be a follower and but I have got more more listener on YouTube uh, I don't know how I don't listen at my my podcast so I don't know if it's for free on YouTube and also other platform you maybe have to pay for and that's why people don't don't listen at my podcast because they they have no money today and this is also something that the spirits have talking about about this time to come when when you don't have so much money and uh, oh, uh, they are talking to you in some episodes to uh, um, uh, to be more uh, doing your food at home and not go out so much and those things uh, to save money on 
And they, from the beginning, they told you to save up food. They, they told us three, four times they to- come and say that. You need to store up food. And I have food from that time still. So I don't need to uh, go and buy all those expensive food that is today. I, I have food uh, for myself uh, to eat. Uh, that is for, for th- two, three years ago I bought it. Uh, and it's a conserve. Uh, they, it, it's in the canned goods, goods, those food. So they don't expire. They, they, it takes some years for them to expire. And I eat up when it's the date is due. A little old food, but they, they are okay. Because I have not opened it. And some food have I started to take out in the trash because that is not healthy food so I give it away I don't uh, throw it in the trash I put it on the side in a box so people can take it if they need to take it and it's only like peanuts butter and those things that I I saved up because if it's be stop and to could buy anything so i i bought some no healthy food and then i take it away because i survived covid 19 so i don't need that food i try to eat healthy food um, and homemade food. And uh, uh, it is for you that have not followed me and, uh, and wondering what it is about this podcast. And uh, I repeat now what was going on. That I uh, was married to a man in, from Texas... But we live in Sweden because he couldn't uh, couldn't hold a job and uh, and we were poor, so we had to move to Sweden because in Sweden we didn't need to be poor and out on the street. We have an apartment, a, a nice apartment, very nice apartment. A big apartment because he was disabled, my husband, so he needed to could drive around with his wheelchair. And um, so we moved back from Texas to to Sweden in 1999. but my husband was not a good husband. He was drinking very much. He was out in the nights and 
he took drugs and bad things. He didn't care for me at all. And uh, he did his own life like that. And um, I didn't drink alcoholic. I had to stop and I was uh, on... I did uh, go to the gym. I exercised my body and uh, tried to stay slim and was not drinking. And on my way back home to from the gym, I, I go in into the bar and uh, I bought uh, something to drink, not alcoholic, uh, to drink because I was tired and sweaty and wanted to go home. And I told my husband to come home with me. But most of the time, 99% of it, he stay in the bar and come home um, about 3, 4 in the night. And then he wanted me to, he wake me up and wanted me to do dinner for him in the night because he was hungry. And I did it. And I was thinking that the whole time when I was doing his food and I was working. So I have to go up at six, seven o'clock. So that was only after giving him dinner and then he fall to sleep. Then I could maybe sleep two hours before I go to my job. And um, and I say to myself when I did the, the food uh, that this will not last for a long time. So I try to hold it uh, and not go angry at him because this will not last. That I was thinking. And it didn't. Because uh, then it started to be evil things, ghost things, like uh, I didn't know anything about God. I didn't know anything about the spirit world. Uh, and when it was from the spirit, I thought it was negative, evil ghost. And it was a mix of good and evil. And um, I... I tried to, um, it was when my husband, he, he had his uh, daughter in Sweden uh, coming and then he took the flight back to Texas to uh, give back uh, his daughter to her mother. And when he was gone, it was very much going on. It was a little when he was also in our home. But it be more touching, more close to my daughter and me when he was gone. And my daughter was 15 years old in that time. And she had her own internet and computer things. And uh, she felt it, 
and she was one night was she out from earth from this planet and he she saw from distance how our planet was burning and and she was crying because she thought uh, she could never come back to to our planet uh, and she was still crying in the morning and i was very happy of uh, that of some reason i didn't know but i love to hear her saying these spirit things and uh, I, I have not got uh, uh, be close to to God in that time but but I was so very happy that she had something going on and uh, and then um, one uh, one day, uh, one evening, about uh, the clock was eight nine in the evening. It was so much going on in in the air, and uh, so we decided, my daughter and I, to to talk to those ghosts that touch us, and those wind that was in our home and and it was like hands that caress our side of the face and in the hair and uh, my daughter say i'm going to look on internet to see uh, how to talk to ghost she say we have decided us we need to talk to them because it was so much flying around us uh, inside our home and we didn't have any windows open it was in the air there and uh, my daughter come back from the computer and say we should have five candle lights on the table and uh, before we sit down and uh, have this candle light up we should burning herbs and and walk around in the home and let the herbs uh, smell the fragrance of the herbs should uh, be in all all the the spaces we had in the bathroom in the store room we had and everywhere so we did that um, and uh, then we sit down and burn those candle, five candles. We had them together and, um, and uh, we sit and wait for the ghost to be seen and we were scaring we were scared so we had all the lights on in our home we didn't sit in the darkness we sit in very much light of lamps in in the ceiling and uh, we sit and wait 
and not uh, talking to each other <clears throat> and uh, and they, it took so long time and then I was thinking no it doesn't work the spirits uh, the ghost is not coming I was just on my way to to tell my daughter that we should give up on this when suddenly a girl ca came in the air and uh, I say to my daughter I see a Indian Indian girl coming native American uh, girl and uh, and she have a braid hair and black hair, braid, black long braid hair. And then suddenly I say to my daughter, no, no, that, no it's not the Indian, it's me. As a child, when I was eight years old, and uh, I had long hair and my mother braided my hair. And my father used to sing a song about that he wanted a girl with a braid hair. And I was singing that song. And suddenly my father come that have passed away for a long time ago. When I was 17 years old, he passed away. And then suddenly he come. I didn't see him. I heard his voice. And as I, I had heard him talking to me, before he, he passed away, I, I recognized his voice, that it was my father. And uh, he told me to forgive him for what he had done in, uh, in my in the short life that we were together. Um, he said that I was never, never home. I, w I was not a father to you and I was never home. I was always out and drinking. He said to me, can you forgive me? And uh, I say, I forgive you, but, but there is a, something else you did, I say to him. I, I go angry <coughs> because he, he, he avoid or he, it was a kind of lie that he didn't bring up the worst thing he have done. And it was he was a pedophile. Uh, of course, he was inside him the whole time, but it it may come out because he was drinking so much, so he couldn't hold it back. But he was pedophile from the start, and uh, I told him, "You didn't say this." about what you did to us, uh, your children. I say, and he said to me that I never penetrate you. He said to me, 
And uh, I, I say to him, it's not about only to be penetrated. It's about the touch and kissing and those things that you did that was not a father to a child, but a, father, a man to a woman. You did sexual things on me. You don't penetrate, but you did other things that hurt me, I told him. And uh, I, th I think he didn't ask me to forgive him because he, uh, he, he, I think he was a little in shame of it. And now when he was in the uh, in the beginning of heaven and uh, and I say that uh, I forgive you but I I was a little lying to him because it was hard to forgive what he had done to, to me in not only the action but to not be my father uh, and so I say I forgive you but I was thinking that I need to work on it to forgive him I can't really forgive him and uh, now when the when they have come and talk the spirits I have could forgive him uh, today of other reasons. I need to go on and stop to, to blame all these people to, because I need to focus on, on my life and my walk with God and not involve people in this. It's God and I. That's what it is. And, um, and then uh, after my father walked away, disappeared, uh, his voice, there come other people and ask forgiveness. So I understand today, I didn't understand in that time. It was in uh, August 2000 this happened. And I, I could forgive those other people that ask for forgiveness. And I, I learned from them what it was that, that they have done that... Uh, have to uh, that I knew today I know it that those people that come and ask me for give for, for forgiveness I know that God have said that in the in the court the heavenly court they have those in the heavenly court have told this these people that if the the victim the, uh, the, the she that you have hurt uh, 
if she can forgive you, then you can come into heaven. Into heaven, it doesn't mean that they are going into the city. They maybe are in the meadow, and that's why they are not coming back and talk to us, because they are not here. They are on on the meadow, and I have talked about meadow many times. It's I have been up to heaven, and uh, I saw like a, a, a gold, um, yellow stars on the meadow and I understand today it was people there it was not flowers I was thinking flowers in that time I didn't know God when I was up to heaven and saw it Um, it was people that was light of people that looked like stars or flowers for me you know the brain I have talked about the brain that the brain can it see things that it know that it have that the person have experienced those things and and if the brain the eyes and the brain doesn't understand what it see. See, it try to find out something it have experienced before, because what it experienced in the future, that can't it understand. It need to take from inside our brain what we have already come to know uh, and uh, for me was it to see like stars in the meadow and then I was thinking when I did I I painted the picture of it and then when I was painting it I was thinking it was full of flowers on the meadow but today I know it it was people there so they come into to heaven but only in in the meadow and those is like children that is in the meadow and they don't remember anything about their life and that's why they are not coming back those that ask me for forgive give them and so um, and uh, um, and then suddenly I saw a man standing in in the room, and uh, I I don't think my daughter saw him. It was for my eyes to see, and he was standing in the corner of the room, and had uh, white clothes on him. And then he, and he have a rope like a rope, uh, a little like yellow rope around him, and then he had white hair, and white beard, and he, he was brown, in his skin, but it was like, 
shining, metallic skin like he had. Uh, it was not uh, a, hum a human's skin like we have here on earth. It was metallic. And uh, he was talking to me and told me about what have happened in my childhood, in the past, what have happened. And he explained for me how my adopted older sister pushed me out in the street and a, a truck drive over me and I was killed. And then I remember some of it because I remember that I wake up in a cold, dark room and I was laying nude on the table. And, uh, and suddenly when I lay in there, I felt like metallic hands was holding my shoulders to make me be still with my body. And, and I know today that it was this higher priest that stood in the room in year 2000 and talk about my past, my childhood, what have happened there. And, um, and the, the metallic hands was holding me in my shoulders. And from the ceiling came a very bright light down on my little body and uh, make a healing on it so I come back to life. And that was God that was there. So the, it's different. And um, then in 2000, when this, uh, I know today, I thought it was Jesus in that time, but I know today it was a higher priest that was in the room. And when he left my home, then suddenly a voice, a very bright voice, uh, dark but, but uh, bright voice came out from the ceiling. And I was frightened that it should, my neighbors around in the house, should wake up and be angry but I, I know today that it was a spirit voice so no one heard it more than me that should hear him and and I knew it was God that was talking to me even if I had not knew him so much but I had had experience of God earlier and he was telling me uh, one time to uh, in the hospital to go and heal a girl when I was six, 16 years old so I knew his voice and he was talking to me in August 2000 and he talked about the future and the uh, 
I was thinking, I can never do those things he is telling me. Uh, I am married. I have a nice job. I have a nice home. I should never leave this home and do those things that he is saying. But today I have done those things that God told me I should do in the future. And uh, and then he, I knew it was God. I didn't know in that time, but later on, when I uh, I come to know God better, I knew he it was the true God, the the God, the only one, not Jesus, the one. And uh, he he said to me that my daughter should be allowed to ha- uh, to have a child in her womb. He said to me, and I was laughing inside me when he said that to me, uh, because uh, my daughter can't be pregnant because she don't have this ovary, and uh, she don't have those. So she she is not fertile. She can't have a child in a natural way. But God told me that I was laughing inside me and not outside. But God said to me that you laugh like Sarah. And God knew that I didn't know the Bible. So he say that to me, you laugh like Sarah and Abraham did. When he say that Sarah and Abraham, I um, I knew who it was, uh, who they were. He said that, you laugh like Sarah and Abraham did when I told them. So that's... I didn't understood it in that time, but later on I understand. He said that he was the old God, the first God, the only God there is. He said that because he was talking to Sarah and Abraham. And, uh, and so it become that my daughter, they, she was, we were up to... We were to the hospital and they took out egg from her body because she had egg, but she couldn't bring it out, those egg. And those are frozen, you know, go, uh, frozen and laying there. And, uh, I, and uh, then later on it come a law that say that those that have taken out egg, they, the egg can only laying in the freeze for five years. I say this because if someone is saying, uh, but the egg is gone because the low, but it isn't low because my daughter was in to science they did research on her body 
and the egg is laying in the research freeze, not in the ordinary. So they are still there. And I have told my daughter, if you don't want to have have a child, you should give those eggs away to someone that want to have sh- children. And uh, my daughter, of course, she wants to have children. She is an adult person now, but there is no man that have been in her life. She is with men, but they don't ask her to marry them. So she, so I, I don't know, it's on her to decide because she is adult and I can't do anything about it. If she want to give it away or if she want to, to have those eggs for herself. What she have, and uh, then uh, it, uh, later on, when when my husband come home from Texas, I have helped him to get a surgery on his legs. He had one leg, and uh, one was only hanging; uh, it was not working. And uh, I have helped him to get the surgery, and they could uh, could uh, do a real leg for him that was working like a normal leg. It was only that they place in metallic inside instead of the the bone that was lost in it. He have a knee. So he could bow the leg. And he was out on bicycle. And he was out and running. Normal body did he got. But he was very bad in the hospital. He flirting with the nurses. And they give him, they come with wine bottles. He was drinking, and they gave him, they come with pizza for him, and all kind of bad things that he should not take. But he he was healed. But before he come home, I left him. I left him because I had to go. I had to do what God was telling me that I should do in the future. And uh, I told uh, my daughter's father, it was not he in Texas, that was the father. I said to my daughter's father that he had to come and get his daughter because I'm going back to United States because God wants me to do it. And I can't ta- bring with me my daughter in what I should do for God. So he had to take his daughter home and I I didn't pay the bills. I I collect the, the money for to have money for to take 
uh, buy uh, a flight ticket. And uh, my daughter's father, he drove me to Copenhagen airport. And then I left and uh, I come. I didn't know where to go, but I started in, in Seattle, up in the north of United States. And, uh, but it was not there I should be. And I, I have told you that I had um, a connection with a man in, in Chicago area. And uh, I had to call him and ask him to help me because I, I didn't have any money in Seattle and I needed to have a place to stay. So I called him and he bought me a ticket to Chicago and uh, on his way back home uh, with me in his car, he said, I don't understand how, how I could buy you a airline ticket. He's shaking his head. And I didn't understood why he did say this. But then I come to know that he, did, he didn't give one dollar to a person. But he bought me a airline ticket in December 19. And he said first to me that I don't think there is a ticket to Chicago because it's Christmas time. And But uh, he said that to me that I'm going to call them uh, in the airport in Seattle and, uh, and see if there is a, a, a place a sit place for you in an airplane to Chicago. But I doubt it. He said that to me. But suddenly he called me back and said, I can't believe it. He said that someone have left their place, their sit place. There is one place empty in the airplane, he said to me. And I bought it for you. So it's for you can take the flight to Chicago, he said. It was and it was special that I got hold on him because he say I'm normally is free from my job and he have given me the telephone number to his job, not to his home. And uh, he was on his job, and he he answered, no, it was the opposite, that he was home, and normally he should work night, and he was at home because they had a threat, something was going on wrong, going wrong. And he was working operator for the nuclear plant. And he said, we need to, we couldn't, we get the telephone call that we couldn't come in and working because something 
it's wrong with a nuclear plant, you say. I should have working and you, I had not a telephone number to his job. Uh, and the, it was very much God did in that, that time. And then um, I was with him over Christmas and New Year. And he was very, uh, very wealthy rich but he was drinking very much and uh, I couldn't stay with him because his ex-wife was uh, hunting us both him and me and I was scared of her going to kill me and so I have to go and then I took a flight to Florida so I come to that side and then I was in Florida for a time and then I come up to Virginia Beach area where I was staying most of the time. So that's how I started my walk. I didn't know God at all when I come to United States in December 18. 2000 but I come to learn about how how I got how I had help from heaven in all things I had knife on my throat I had gun on my head I was kidnapped I was locked in I was on my way to fall down in uh, in the water, busy water, and be killed in that way. Uh, I had a snake in my room. Uh, it was many things, but they didn't. They couldn't kill me. I got help in everything, even if uh, it seems like. Now I'm going to die. And you know, uh, you know, if you look in my my episode list, you see those two dogs that were sitting on the side of me that could kill me. And I sit there and uh, I didn't... They didn't do anything to me more than licking my ears... <laughs> and smell my ears with her nose uh, sitting so close to my body to only could open their mouth and kill me and um, but uh, I, I escaped it because God was with me heaven was with me and uh, this is how it started everything and I wanted to repeat this I think it's my third or fourth time I'm talking about this, the beginning of why I come to United States and was homeless for, th for three and a half years. I was homeless and, and it was when the terror attack in September 11, 2001. 
I was in Virginia Beach in Norfolk when it happened. Uh, so much have happened and I have talked about it, but it is uh, as it is uh, 570 episodes uh, I have recording uh, those episodes where I talking about how it started it's uh, maybe it's hidden for you so you have not heard it but now I have fresh it up to place it first in the list now I'm sorry for you that uh, follow me and hear it once again you, you, you maybe are tired to hear it but maybe you find something new in it, in my story, that make you understand my walk under heaven. And I don't know what will end the whole thing, because I didn't, I didn't, I don't remember what what God was talking to me about the future. I know that uh, I saw a, um, a clock when it started and I saw a clock in there when it ended and it was two and a half hour. I, I was gone and God was talking and uh, I didn't know what he was talking about because I was away I was not in that room and uh, and then I pay uh, one a man a hypnosis man that did a hup hypnosis on me in uh, in early to 2018 and I asked him to helped me to find out what was going on in those two and a half hours that I don't remember. And uh, I remember this with a higher priest talking to me. I remember when God was starting to talk me, to me. But I didn't remember all, uh, at least half of it I don't remember. But the hypnosis, you have it in the list. The hypnosis, I am talking about that. Hypnosis 2018. And uh, in the hypnosis, I come to know uh, what I did in those maybe two hours that I don't remember. I come to know what was going on and that is very interesting so try to find that chapter the part of the podcast that is hypnosis 2018 so thank you for listen and thank you for listen again if you have heard this before so I hope you get something from it. And uh, I love you and God loves you more because he knows you.
and where are you coming from? Thank you.